President Linda Thompson, <coughs> Lisa McMahon, Dr. Julian Mills, Father Warren Savage, all my friends here. Thank you very much, Anissa, for the introduction. <clears throat> all that Anissa was saying was that I'm old <laughs> and I talk a lot. So let me put your minds at rest about how long I'm going to talk by saying to you what Henry VIII said to his wives, I will not keep you here long. <laughs> I'm a bridge builder, <clears throat> and that's how I see interfaith relations. It's the work of building bridges. It's not about taking a person from one side of the river or the canyon to the other side. It is to build a bridge so that people on both sides of the river can meet. Where can they meet? On the bridge. How do you build a bridge? By making four critical changes within yourself, within ourselves. Change attitude, change perspective, change language, and change behavior. Attitude is how we define ourselves. And that depends on what we believe about ourselves. This is partly what we have been told growing up, which is conditioning, and partly what we choose to tell ourselves all through life. So ask, how do I define myself? Values drive behavior, behavior drives results. So ask, what are my values, my beliefs, my attitudes, and my stances? Who I am determines what I do, which decides what I get. We have been conditioned to be focused on get. Get rich, get popular, get elected, get an education, get married, get, get, get. But we can only get in relation to what we do, and that depends on who we are. If we want to change what we have, we must change who we are. It is that simple. Number two, change perspective. Perspective defines what we see. It determines our worldview, which defines our responses to those who share the world with us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God Almighty said to us in the Quran, Ya ayyuhan nasu inna khalaqunakum min dhakarin wa untha wa ja'alnakum shu'uban wa qaba'ila lita'arafu إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ خَبِيرٌ Which means, O mankind, we have created you from a male and a female and made you into nations and tribes that you may know one another so that you may recognize one another. Verily, the most honorable of you with Allah is the one who is the most pious. Verily, Allah is all-knowing, all-aware. We were created different 
so that we recognize one another. We saw an example of recognition here. People were asked to stand up to be recognized. Since when did that become discrimination? Islam tells us that we all have the same origin, but are different. And that difference is a cause for celebration, for honoring one another, for recognizing one another, and to appreciate the different flavor we bring, we bring to the table. The difference is not a cause for discrimination or racism. Superiority in the sight of God is based on piety, and that is the purity of our hearts, which brings us close to God, because only He knows what is in our hearts. Change your perspective and you will see a different world. One that was always there, but you perhaps couldn't see it because of where you were standing. So move. So ask yourself, <laughs> seriously, it's not very mysterious. So ask yourself, how do I define myself? We are all raised bipolar. I don't mean the psychological issue, I mean bipolar. <laughs> we are raised bipolar. Everyone like me is good, everyone who is unlike me is bad. We learn derogatory names for them, derogatory language. We learn to fear them and hate them and to see ourselves as superior and the other as inferior. This othering is a default setting in all cultures, believe me. Only the identity of the other differs. But there's always an other. To change this perspective, we must move from right and wrong to different, because not everything is right or wrong. Many things are just different. All prejudice is based on subjective perceptions of right and wrong. All stereotyping is based on prejudice. To cure ourselves of the cancer of prejudice, we must change our perspective. Number three, change language. Ask how do I speak about others when they are not present? Respectfully, inclusively, appreciatively, or otherwise. Change language because language shapes attitudes and reflects them. I ask you to substitute one word in your vocabulary with another. Substitute tolerate with appreciate. How many of you thought that being tolerant was a good thing? Show of hands. It's a very bad thing. It's a horrible thing. Please do not be tolerant. Appreciate. Tolerance implies dislike. Appreciation comes from respectful interest. I submit to you that all healthy relationships depend on appreciation. Think tolerance or tolerating. And you will not be thinking of someone you love or a double shot of espresso or a triple chocolate sundae or a glorious sunset or your pet. You will not be thinking of anything that brings a smile to your face or a warm glow in your heart. You will be thinking, oh my God, him again. <laughs> Let's get this over with. Let's tolerate him. But when you think appreciation, you are thinking love and gratitude. You are thinking missing someone. You are thinking about the pain of parting. 
You're thinking beautiful pictures and sounds and voices and dreams. So I say to you, forget tolerating people. Ask, how can I appreciate them? You can only know that. You can only appreciate them if you know them. So go out there and make friends. Go out there and make friends. True it is that only knowledge can set us free. We must learn about others. By doing that, we really learn about ourselves. So let's ask ourselves, how much effort do I make to initiate and maintain relationships? How many friends do I have who are different from me? Different color, different race, different religion. Because it's not the color of your hair, but the color of your dreams that determines success and happiness in life. From tolerance to hatred is one step. But appreciation is the opposite of hatred. So let's replace tolerance in our hearts and minds with appreciation. Do I have you with me? Last one, change behavior. Behavior drives results. Collaboration is the door. Communication is the key. So ask, how do I speak to myself about those who are different from me? What does my language reflect? Remember that not everything is spoken aloud. The most powerful messages are heard only by you. Because it is what you are saying to yourself. It is critical to reflect on this because our internal talk guides our attitude and actions. As we think, so we speak, so we act, so we get responses. Only we can change this cycle and make it a journey of discovery and friendship. For many of us, this is an unconscious process. People are shocked when they reflect and realize what they are saying to themselves. And even more, when they realize that this, this sets in motion a spiral that is negative or positive. The power lies in accepting that we decide what we want it to be. The solution to this is knowledge. So ask, what effort do I make to learn about others? Remember, that learning about human beings is only done by experience. Not on Zoom, not on television, or social media. But by meeting, talking, breathing, one body called, I'm going to put a blank there. Write in the name of that breathing, talking, one body who you should meet. Do that respectfully. Sensitively in a spirit of inquiry, not judgmentally. And for that, learn something about their culture and their taboos and preferences and beliefs. Again, non-judgmentally. Judging builds walls. Walls keep people apart. Bridges draw us closer. We must become bridge builders if we want to leave behind a world defined by love. The willingness to transcend boundaries, share uniqueness without criticism and discrimination must be taught young, but can be learnt at any stage in life. There is only one requirement. 
Are you willing to learn? In conclusion, I want to remind you of the words of a man who had a dream for all of us. Cowardice asks the question, is it safe? Expediency asks the question, is it politic? Vanity asks the question, is it popular? But conscience asks the question, is it right? And there comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe, nor politic, nor popular. But one must take it because it is right. I'm sure you know the name of the man, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. My friends, when my, I remind myself and you that a window opens in the life of every one of us when we can make a difference. Our window is open now. Our time to create a legacy of honor is now. When things look terrible and totally out of control and despair looms over the horizon, I say to myself, I will not allow what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control. I repeat that. I will not allow what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control. And that is my gift to you. Thank you very much.